0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. What
1: well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening
0: to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. on your computer or your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com and i think we can all agree that the tornadoes over the weekend were no good thing but mississippi is stepping up and helping out and that's worthy of highlighting and letting you know all the ways that help is needed and joining us today is pastor roger jones of first baptist of rolling fork so hey pastor jones
2: Hello there. How are you doing today?
1: I am. I'm not going to complain, Pastor Jones. All eyes and attention are on you guys there in the Delta, particularly, in Rolling Fork, and our thoughts and prayers. But but people are showing up, and, and you're starting to move forward one step at a time, right?
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But uh, I need to clarify one thing. I'm not Pastor Jones. I'm just Roger Jones. Uh, I'm just a member of First Baptist Rolling Fork. <laughs> I don't know where the pastor thing came from, but anyway, I'm just a... a a uh, member of First Baptist Church rolling for us.
1: Well, that's okay, Mr. Jones. We'll clarify that for you. I think it got cross-haired uh, with one of my good friends, Jimmy Jordan, who is out there helping with you guys with Carpenters for Christ. And you know what? It's okay. You were out there doing good work and right. being a member of a church that was uh, highly impacted and hitting the ground running. But I agree. I wouldn't want to take on the title of pastor either if I didn't feel like I was called uh, to do so. Okay, so tell me, how is the church uh, the next day i know there's a lot of folks that are coming with the carpenters for christ and all so what's going on there to help
2: well we've had um just so many folks piling in to to bring relief to the people it's been an amazing i call it just a god thing that people have just shown up to give and to sacrifice their time and their weekend to come and, and help people that are in a bind and um we got here early saturday morning and my eyes could not My brain couldn't comprehend the destruction that my eyes saw once I got here. I am a member of the uh, Mississippi Baptist uh, Disaster Relief Team. And so I was the first one of the team members here. And uh, so we started, I set set up a big grill and we started cooking as soon as we could get everything organized and ready to go because we knew there were going to be a lot of people hungry. Um, Our Mississippi Baptist team has headed to I think they're to Amory or maybe to Winona, but they're, you know, they're involved in that area. And we've turned this area over to the Arkansas Baptist, a uh, sister organization there in Arkansas. We work together closely and they're going to be doing a big major cooking here starting on Wednesday, but we're just firing up the big grills. And I think we cooked like 2000 hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff on Saturday. And then yesterday, we did close to the same, and we're working on it again today.
1: So, Mr. Jones, with you being a member of First Baptist Rolling Fork, how was, was the church spared, or did, you, um, did the building receive any damage?
2: We, we do have damage. It blew our steeple off. We lost a lot of our roofing coverage, not the, the structural damage, but the shingles were blown off, and we we'll don't have to have a new roof, and we had a lot of several windows blown out but the Lord spared our church, and for that we're very grateful, and we had a church service yesterday, and uh, the house was packed. You know, it was a very emotional, moving service. Uh, Our pastor did a great job. Our pastor's wife actually had two strokes last week in her 40-year, she's 40-something years old, and she got out of the hospital on Saturday, and so he left this morning going down to take care of her, but he did a great job yesterday in the service, and um, a very moving thing when our hearts have been humbled the way that they have through the storm, you know.
1: Well it's unimaginable as so many have seen the devastation and so many want to know how to help uh, Mr. Jones and so one way is helping to feed those that are getting out there and doing the grunt work whether it's with the Carpenters for Christ. I know Jimmy and his team have been out there pulling trees off of homes that were still livable. There's people out there just with debris cleanup, and you know finding their place in it. So if someone's listening and wants to help how can we help you guys do what you're doing.
2: Well, we've been inundated with um, people bringing water. We have more water than we need in this area. There are several parts of the state that were affected by this, as you well know. Uh, Fortunately, we've been blessed with a lot of water. Uh, That was one of the first things that started coming in was water. And then then we started getting goods. And what we need to realize is that these people, you know, I'm going to go home tonight and lay my head in a bed on a pillow. These folks have no home the 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 heart really wants to bring stuff for the people the people have nowhere to put stuff you know the biggest need that we have right now is money so they can get what they need to get you know because they have none you know i mean this is not a this is not a really um a big job opportunity in our area because of where we are and uh you know these it's just uh it's been hard on everybody and so our church has asked people to make contributions to the first um, First Baptist Church and put disaster relief there and deposit it. Send it to the Bank of Anguilla, uh, and I can get you that information if you want to do it later. But the Bank of Anguilla is holding the funds, and then our church is going and getting buying gift cards with those funds to give them to the people so they can get what they need. You know we're trying to supply some of those needs, and we don't know what they are for everybody, so uh we've given out tons and tons of diapers and baby food and you know just different things, but you know uh they just don't have any place to store anything, so we felt like it would be better for them to go buy what they need, you know.
1: You definitely bring up a good point, Mr. Jones, is that we want to help, but sometimes we can, you know, get a little bit ahead of ourselves. And that's with actual stuff. When right now it's the cleanup. It's the immediate needs and every individual at every home is going to be a little bit differently. Some have other places that they can go while, you know, they're sort of cleaning up or rebuilding and every situation is different. We'll make sure we get that information from you um, off air, Mr. Jones, and we'll be able to share it in the best way for folks to be able to go and one click or, or whatever for, for donations in terms of food or or um, help in terms of cooking and continuing that is there anything else you guys need uh at the moment
2: well like like it's been stated the chainsaw we have the arkansas baptists have sent chainsaw crews we have friends that are coming from other parts of the state you know just to pitch in and go help cut and this that's going to be a a long-term thing right now they're trying to get water back into the homes They're trying to get the water system back up and going after being down. People can't see what we don't realize is people can't even flush a toilet. You know, they can't get a cool drink of water unless it's given to them. And so we're trying to get, they're trying to get the water system back up and going. All the houses that are damaged are going to have leaks all over the place. And we got to get down to the meter boxes, which are under the trees that they piled out on the street, you know? So all of those have to be found and turned off so we can build up water pressure. And then, and then, you know, at least they can have some facilities if they have it available in their home, you know. Uh, but even those whose homes were not affected have no water therefore, and they had no power, and therefore they have no way to use even a restroom. We take so much for granted that we uh, need to think about in times like this, and it makes you think about it all
1: absolutely it does and it also just brings you great joy when you see that service was still having people aren't running from the church they're running to it which i think is definitely a good thing and then the church is getting out there and doing what it should be which is you know helping however it can whether it's feeding whether it's cutting whether it's cleaning up whether it's offering prayers and i feel like so many of us uh mr johns at least here in central mississippi and beyond we feel like sometimes our prayers are all we've got but we we gotta remember those that are important too
2: well, Yes, ma'am, they are, and that that's what, and I'm going to get emotional because today has been, I don't know why, but today has been a really emotional day for me, <laughs> and I told my little bride, I said, I'm going to have to at some point have to have a good cry to get this out of my system, but, you know, the outpouring of the people, you know, some of these people lost everything they have, but they're helping other people, you know, even though they have no home to go back to, they're still out trying to help people, you know, and uh, that just, um all I can say is amen to what you just said, and we appreciate the prayers, and we cup those, and you know, we're we're all just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus is what we're called to do.
1: So we're going to get the information from you, Mr. Jones, on how we can help support uh, First Baptist Rolling Fork with the disaster relief and make sure we get the right information out to our listeners. But you definitely got those, our prayers, and uh, we'll keep in touch, okay?
2: Okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a great day.
1: All righty, there you go. As he said, you may think that your prayers aren't doing a whole lot of good because sometimes it feels like that's all we've got to offer when we're so far away from those hurting, but they do. So keep sending those up and keep with us. We've got more for you coming up next. good things. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio. I got with me Prentice. He is 16 years old. He's a rising star, as a musician, and an artist. And man, it's good to have you with us, Prentice. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like you said earlier, um, you know, there in the green room, you've been doing this for a few years. Like, you haven't even been alive for that many years. And you're already uh, man, a rising star, and taking things uh, by storm. So let's go back to the beginning. Okay, so when Prentice did you start to get into music
3: um around when I was 11 I uh originally was into like video editing so I would edit sports I would edit like basketball clips and put them over like you know music that I found and it would just hit the beat right on time and I think that's kind of where I found my love for like art in general and from there I was finding music on like SoundCloud and YouTube like smaller communities and I was like wait you don't have to like be in los angeles to do this you don't even have to be in a studio to do this so i picked up my phone recorded my first song and for the last like five years i've just been like recording at the house so that was you were 11 11 11 yes
1: god i have a 10 year old so yes i feel like i'm failing at at parenting no 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 no.
3: Um, what i was doing at 11 i have my mom here to attest me (laughs) she thought she was failing no bad grades in school um Bad grades in school, um... Wasn't really playing any sports. I was just really doing the music stuff.
1: Well, you know, though, Prentice, and this is off topic, but we have a, a lot of times we talk about the really cool stuff going on now with, like, gaming and it being able to be, like, you can go to college on scholarship mm-hmm. for it. You've got all of this p- computer programming, IT kind of things. And so I try to tell parents, man, lean into what your kids are interested in and show them that there can be, like, a business of some kind behind it. It doesn't always necessarily have to follow in the way that we think. And, you know, you're doing okay for <laughs> four or five years later. Uh, let's put it that way. But you had something different than I guess some 11 year olds didn't, which is you had the opportunity to put your gifts and talents out there digitally. Yes. Which for some do that, and then they're still trying to nickel and dime it or, you know, get by with a few. It seems like. You did that and skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So, what's the, do you remember the first time, I don't know, a viral video or a video that got attention from you singing or what that was or when that was? And what platform was it? I'll make well, us all feel old So,
3: um, the, um, the first um video i ever got reposted and, and this was a crazy one this is like still like a good majority of my fan base is from it today had nothing to do with music not anything to do with music really not anything to do with like arts or like you know just all the media stuff it was barstool sports who like really at that point they were um really just like a sports podcast. Like mm-hmm. they posted sports stuff and they reposted my thing in like, my it? little video. It w- I was a video it was a song I made at the house over like a, a instrumental I found on YouTube. So it was like music, not necessarily lyrics. Or and was it, it was lyrics? Yeah, it? so it was lyrics as well. Uh, a a song called October, and my took my phone with my video editing experience, and I shot the music video in my backyard. And looking back, love hilarious. Love little Love what little thirteen uh, year old little was doing, but they reposted it and they were like this this 13 year old is the next soundcloud legend and i loved it like i was at 13 i'd been on the internet for like four years so i could take like the funny comments and stuff they were like oh his uncle works for barstool sports or something or they were calling me like young post malone um but yeah that's kind of where i started to realize I i could take this seriously
1: yeah so yeah I mean you know just just the young 13 year old you you you're sitting here at 16 oh my god it's like (laughs) it's so funny because earlier this week though Rhino, and I were sharing with everyone that I deleted my MySpace 15 years ago which was like the primary place for people to get their music out or whatever and now here you are with one tweet okay so what platform did you choose how did you choose when you decided okay maybe I could do this or people like what I'm trying to do because it is a little bit Mm -hmm. different so actually let's go back how would you Describe maybe your style. You mentioned Post Malone or some others, uh, sort of artists. If if they were listening to good things, who do you feel like you kind of resemble? Or are you in the class of your own? Um, Every artist, especially
3: nowadays, if you're you get them on a podcast, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm in a class of my own. I created my own sound." I'm I wouldn't say that. I would just say I'm inspired by a lot of different genres. Inspired by some some country artists, by Post Malone. Inspired by some old rock stuff. Inspired by the Beatles. Inspired by like some punk rock stuff. Inspired by some of the lot of, of the new rap music as well. So it's just a lot of that inspiration coming together it still kind of falls under like the pop alternative pop you know because that's where they put like the weekend and post malone and all all the bigger artists under um but yeah it goes across all genres
1: Okay, so when you decided at the you know the wise age of thirteen that you could make this a career for yourself, I just I'm poking fun at you only because I could. Bah, I'm almost old enough to be your mother, <laughs> and I I love it though. And so, okay, where did you decide to sort of take it? Like, where did you decide to where you just decided to start?
3: So um, it, it was really. a a weird way of starting because it had nothing to do with like wanting to get my music out there like I was making music for fun and I was posting it on SoundCloud just like I was doing with the edits they were getting like 50 likes on Instagram um I decided to start putting it on you know Spotify YouTube Apple Music the big platforms because my friends didn't have SoundCloud and they were like some of these songs I I really like um I want to hear them on the Spotify so I I logged up logged into a DistroKid account which is like basically like where you'd put music and they put it on Spotify. Had to lie about my age and everything, put in a fake social security number. Oh my God! Um, and your mom's here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she already knows about that one. We're just hoping uh, the federal agents don't. Um, they don't ever listen. It's no big deal. All good. All good. Um, and yeah, from there, I just posted on Spotify and, and Apple Music. And uh, a few months after that is when the Barstool thing happened. So it, it was really an accident it still is an accident
1: well sometimes you know some of the best things are found are still an accident what i love though is this all began because you were just expressing yourself obviously illegally but not in the worst way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and doing something you enjoy and i think you had the i mean you were talking about you'd been on the internet for so long that you kind of had a thick skin to some of the comments i also think that you looking at it as just i mean it's your age you can take those risks and like huh what why not like what's the worst thing that you know could sort of happen Mm -hmm. where once you get older or if you would have waited you probably would have taken it a little more seriously and then you let your nerves and all of that sort of get in the way did you ever really I'm not care is not the right word but did you look at it as let me just see what happens and if it doesn't it doesn't and if it does great and you know kind of carefree is the word I'm looking for I think well so
3: I guess so Uh, again I didn't have a lot of care at that age I was failing school and and again not really in sports Um, but, I, I did feel like I had something when it came to music. Uh, I just like, I, I would always like put my friends on to like newer music and stuff and I was always hearing stuff that I liked and could put it together. So I knew I had an ear for it. The, the hard part at that point was figuring out how to get my voice working and figuring out how to learn production and I'd gone like two years into it with zero music theory at all so I kinda had to learn it a little backwards
1: so I'm curious because you're obviously exceptionally bright apprentice uh, to be able to figure all of that out and get to where you are now what was it about school so you, you had the ability to make good grades yes you just it obviously didn't interest you was that is that kind of like you were just bored
3: Yes, um, bored, um, you, you can call it lazy. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't exactly in the right spot for school. Um, like the stuff I'm doing with school right now, I'm doing it through a homeschool, and I love it. Like, I love subjects like history and science. I love learning about stuff. I guess maybe it was just like the way I had to sit in a classroom for like seven hours. And again, that sounds lazy. It was pretty lazy. I got home and would hop on the video games and not do my homework at all. But I would make decent grades on the test. So I really just wasn't applying myself.
1: Well, I, I also think, though, you bring up a good point for other parents to maybe hear, which you're so lucky to have parents who at least acknowledge that maybe there was a different a different route or way for you. And then all kids learn the same and mm-hmm. that some it's not necessarily their intelligence or laziness. It's just not the right uh, fit or sort of environment. And that, you know, when changed up, then, you know, they can thrive. And it feels like you're, you know, you're sort of thriving now. But, you know that's hope for those parents out there that's like, you know, maybe it's for your kid, it's just the you know the avenue in which they're having to be taught, yeah,
3: um, and like I feel like nowadays, a lot of kids are sort of like becoming like that. That's another thing, like social media hurts the attention span as well, so it's kind of hard to like teach kids an hour. And into like an hour class. you got to put like different, like you got to do English I'm glad class. i you recognize for, that. At 16. you got to do English class, put it in like TikTok form, English <laughs> class, scroll down. You're, you're on the history class, just learning a fun fact.
1: Well, you know, I mean, as teachers who are good teachers are able to sort of take that and work it into their, into the way that they do things. But man, I think you have definitely found your your vibe. And I want to get more into Prentice uh, here on Good Things coming up next.
3: I'm so Be a lot for forever, whatever that
0: means. But if you're never there, you can never leave. But it never herself, so did a live. And online at supertalk.fm. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: good things. We are on computer, mobile device. You can watch it on Roku and Amazon Fire TV devices or even on YouTube. If you've got C Spire TV, you can find us on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. You'll see I'm Not Alone. We're continuing our conversation with Prentice. He is a 16-year-old singer out of central Mississippi. He's a rising star. Did I read right that you, were just, you just performed at Madison Square Garden?
3: I did not perform at Madison Square Garden, but um, Skrillex invited me out there because he was releasing a song that I was on and they played a little snippet. Not really the snippet, but he put all the album into like 10 seconds and then promoted it at madison square garden and i got to see his whole live edm set it was like a rave in mad like a new york rave in madison square garden it was incredible
1: that is incredible and what's your connection to justin bieber
3: so i i I genuinely think it's skrillex um i'm not like in constant talks with justin bieber but um the skrillex thing happened um like a year and a half two years ago he hit me on instagram and i sent him a demo and he made a song out of the demo that I had. And I guess he showed it to Justin Bieber. And that's how Justin Bieber found me. He was like, this is cool. But, um, I, I think it's Skrillex, I have no idea. Again, I don't really like communicate with him but it's a well, one day we'll figure out we'll get Justin
1: on the show yeah, gotta have we'll get you back <laughs> on the show we'll sort of figure out that connection um, I don't think that'll be uh, any problem y'all will be crossing paths this soon I feel like uh, print is at some, uh, some form or fashion okay I love your story though 16 years old and you talk as if you've been in this game for decades and it's only been for the last like five years but you knew once you knew that this is what you wanted to do and you were open about maybe your parents didn't necessarily understand at first or sort of see it so behind the scenes you were getting all your ducks in a row to present to your parents like hey i got a different path in life so what were you doing behind the scenes to sort of set the stage for when you broke it to your parents you were going into the music business so um
3: it's kind of like anything you tell your parents you start with hypotheticals big what ifs i hit them with a oh what if i was to sign a record you know just huge what if movie things um you know i showed them like a hook or two like some songs that i made but i, I honestly i acted like it was just f- for fun it really was just for fun but i didn't really like i told them that i i, I got hit by a manager on instagram a- after the barstool sports thing i was getting hit by like a uh, multiple different managers like a lot of different uh people and, and i found this guy out in nashville that i really liked just very how did
1: you vet him at sixteen?
3: at 13 it's just 13 at 13 so did you to
1: wind up being sold across the line
3: in the back of a truck or something oh I, I th- thank myself so much and not even just that it's sold into the music industry is damn near that you yeah. know like you get sold into like they try to make you some pop star right and who knows what goes on behind the scenes there but he was from Nashville um like I could relate to him as like a, a, a Mississippian. He's he was actually from ja- Joshua Tree, California, which everything outside of L.A. and San Francisco there is basically the South. So he had you know good morals, very good person. Um, and I don't. I, I, again, I think I got lucky. Maybe yeah. it was just some uh, the littlest bit of intuition I had when I was 13. But I knew not to get anyone from like L.A. Like half, or I would say like 75% of the people that were hitting me, or you go to their page, they're posting in front of L.A pools with some Jordans on stuff like that just like the, the obvious like get-rich-quick yeah. schemes
1: or just maybe not a good fit okay yeah. so how did your parents take it whenever you came to them and said hey I've got a manager and I'm sort of doing this um
3: my parents are um, make some really great parents they are very good at like faking their emotions they're like oh great you know um, and <laughs> it's something you kind of realize now but listening back to what you know how they felt back in the day they you know felt the same way they thought the same things you thought like how do we know this is like a legit person first of all how do we know he's not just trying to you know sell my kid into the music industry and make make a quick buck because there's like a lot of managers like that nowadays and then also why in the world, does he have any interest in my 13-year-old kid that is failing school right now?
1: Yeah. Well, it, but at least you did your due diligence, and it all came out on your your help, on your side well, but we would put that pause and red flag for anyone else who had that same sort of experience, do your due diligence to sort of uh, vet whoever may fall into that line. But it feels like it kind of all a uh, serendipitously, if that's a real word, kind of fell in line uh, with, with you, Prentice, and here we are now. So I know you're out not just doing your due digital sort of music, you're also now performing in front of people. What was that first time like from going from behind your cameras or doing it sort of on your platforms to a live audience?
3: So, again, like I said earlier about learning the music thing backwards, I I learned the love for performing way after I had the love for music. I was just having it to post it, and I wouldn't say I was, like, stage fright. I was never scared of a stage. Like, I'd, I'd go up in class and say my little poems and stuff. I just was, like... Scared that people would want to sit for 45 minutes and watch me perform a set, especially with me being so young. The first show I ever did was Emo Night out in Los Angeles. Straight emo show. Punk bands, like, um, there was, it was like an, an older, Emo crowd, like from like, you know, like to 2008, 2000. I'm not, okay. I'm sorry. I no, older for emo. <laughs> no. I mean, older for like the emo crowd. Rhino
1: and I, are, we are not offended. We are, we are, we are <laughs> just having ourselves a moment. Yeah. I'm just making sure my mom isn't
3: offended uh, there. But yeah, just, um,
1: Dan and Hattiesburg on our text slides laughing at you too, saying back in the day, you're, we're making fun of the fact you're 16, but it feels like you've been in this industry for decades, and yet, you know, uh, it just all seems, it seems so surreal. But if folks want to listen to you now, they, whether they're emo or not, old or not, they uh, they get a chance to do it here soon. Where are you playing, and what? And tell us about your new album. So, or um, your new single.
3: I am playing at Howlin' Mouse, uh the eighth, April the eighth. Um, gonna be a really fun one. Did it last year. Got like four hundred people out to the Howlin' Mouse and had Pothole Paradise, local band, open for me. Incredible band. They just released an album that sounds incredible. But the. Um, i'm just super excited to i i love all the shows i do my favorite show i've ever done was the one at how and Mouse last year so i'm super excited to run this back and i just released a a album like late january and i'll be playing that front to back really excited to show people like a a body of work because when i went there last time i was just playing like the random little singles i had and uh it was fun but it was just me and a drummer we got me a drummer a guitarist a full-fledged band Um, it's gonna be I'm very excited to show Jackson so
1: where can we find all your places because I went to I guess your your Instagram would be one of your larger platforms Mm -hmm. correct I mean 75,000 strong there's not bad at all for 16 Um, and you're going everywhere to tour so you're not just centrally located I mean you're you're centrally located but you're touring sort of all over and um, how do you keep up that busy schedule um
3: I, I, again, I've said this many times, it is, like, luck. I, I try to stay on top of things. M- my mom helps me a lot. My mom gets me up in the morning for flights, yells at me to make sure I've packed before. There's a lot of stuff I couldn't do without her when it comes to, you know, getting myself ready and putting myself together as, like, an actual, like, businessman. Um, but I actually find it really fun. Like to just go out to places and record music and go out to places to perform so i just perform my little set hop on the bus and get ready to go to the next city
1: and for what the other people would say or other people like oh but you're missing your childhood and are you going to regret this and you know sort of all the things have you wrestled with that or you just are on a different way i did
3: wrestle with that for like the last three years the big realization that like lifted a whole whole weight off my shoulders the childhood in 2023 is getting popular on TikTok. it's uh, it's a lot of weird stuff i mean it, it's not like it was even in like
1: back 2010, in our
3: day. even in like 2010 with the implement of like all of this social media it's almost like everyone's childhood is kind of being forced in a certain direction so i actually get the time and obviously it helps me so you know homeschool to just get into dumb stuff like play basketball like i said fish i want to get into jujitsu um just a lot of like you know random kid stuff and i feel like i'm almost gonna have more of a pure experience than the people that keep trying to like chase like really the TikTok thing or like you know people are hounded so early nowadays it just keeps yeah. getting earlier like 12 year olds that need to get like perfect grades that are like planning on being a valid victorian i'm like Hey, man, be 12. But it's just, I guess society kind of led kids to where they're working really hard or they're just not working at all nowadays. So I like finding the middle ground.
1: I feel like you're doing a good job with that. How long have you had the hair?
3: Um, um, probably since a couple months after I was born, it grew in, um, but yeah, it was, I didn't really grow it out till fifth grade. And I grew it like pretty big in fifth grade. It was actually a lot like straighter for some reason because I used to like brush it all the time and like try to like have straight hair. Who's
1: got the curly hair in your house? You don't know?
3: My dad's adopted. So I just assume both his parents have like very, very <laughs> you just... curly hair.
1: <laughs> you got um.
3: But yeah, I, I genuinely there's no one that we know in our family like even close relation to my mom anybody
1: got the music chops that passed down
3: yes Who's yes that? uncle Jimbo Mathis out here he's actually playing a show right before is it at dueling the day before seventh at, at dueling all
1: um but I mean can you like, stick with us Prentice I gotta talk sandwiches with you oh from yeah one sandwich connoisseur to another all right we got more with Prentice coming up next cause
0: the and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm.
1: Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we're streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can always find Prentice. He's a 16-year-old singer and a rising star online. Prentice, if you wanted folks, we're probably not TikTokers here on Good Things as much as others, but where would you send folks to say to connect to you and your music if they had to pick a platform online?
3: Um, Instagram is always great. I'm always posting my shows and stuff. I'm posting new music on Instagram. Uh, that's just one Prentice. Uh P-R- The number 1. Yeah, the number 1 print is P R E N T I S S. That's really about And if you are on TikTok, you can find you where? Um that's uh, the same. Same at. So one, one Prentice. Yes.
1: Okay. So one thing I noticed when I stalked your Instagram, because I knew you were coming here today, and you have, I think, Singer, and, like, the next thing is, like, Sandwich Guy. And I was like, oh, my God, we're kindred spirits. So what is it about sandwiches? that That's my favorite food. I think it should be a whole food group. I've never met a sandwich I didn't like. When I was pregnant with both my girls, I'd put everything between two pieces of bread, and the day was great. So, like, where did your love of sandwiches come from? Um... I don't want to say anything corny,
3: but uh, sandwiches are an art. Um, Just like baking is, uh, just like cooking a nice steak is, sandwiches are almost more of an art because you're taking ingredients that, you know, the cavemen wouldn't put together. You're taking ingredients that no one would have put together before sandwiches and just throwing it between two buns or uh, two slices of bread. um, I've always loved eating sandwiches. I've made sandwiches at the house since I was like six. What sandwiches do you make? What were you making at six and seven? I mean, that was just like you know your your turkey and cheese. There, there's levels to it, obviously. I'm not not even I'm not even up there with the sandwich grates, if you will. But best sandwich you've ever had? Best sandwich I've ever had. Um, it's actually I hate to say it because they they suck at food. Mississippi's better, but L A. There's this Italian sandwich. It's the spicy pea at Giada's. This place called Giada's. It's just like a spicy Parmesan.
1: It's really good. So what like has like what's on a sandwich that most people wouldn't think but Prentice likes it on a sandwich? What's your odd sandwich addition?
3: Um people like a lot of different peppers. The peppers they'll usually use are like red peppers, jalapenos, your banana pepper, you know, your stuff. They'll never pull out a pepperosini on them. You know, the things you throw on a pizza, or you get like mm-hmm. to the side of a Papa John's. It's a good pepper to have on like a, a Cuban sandwich or like a turkey and cheese or like Italian. It's like one of the most
1: flavorful peppers there is. Did you grow when you when you were growing up? Oh, my God, you're 16. Did you put <laughs> did you ever put the lace potato chips in your turkey? Yes, and cheese sandwich? Yes. yes, is the fries on the
3: sandwich. I've um, I've gone to the extreme. Even nowadays, uh, I ran out of bacon. So I put bacon bits on a sandwich. It was a crazy move, but we figured it out.
1: Do you prefer your sandwiches with uh, sliced bread or hoagie bread? Um, actually,
3: I like sliced bread. If you, you know, cook it right. Because technically, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. then
1: it's a, then it becomes a hoagie and it's not a sandwich. It becomes could, a, yeah,
3: hoagie or a sub. I can think yeah. they're all sandwiches. But, like, if I'm getting an Italian or a Cuban, I need a hoagie.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Anywhere here in Mississippi that you're, like, best sandwich shop? Or has uh, the best sandwich? Man, I wish
3: I, wish I was more tapped into the, the Mississippi sandwich culture. A lot of the sandwich places that come here go away after a little bit. Um But... There is, put one together. What? Beagle bagel. Oh, beagle bagel, oh, obviously. Yeah. I don't, don't even know why that didn't even come to my mind first. Beagle bagel, again, since since I was like one, I was eating beagle bagel. You know, it's like Subway, but with fresh ingredients yes. and bagels.
1: And then they toast their bagels leftover, absolutely. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, beagle ba- They're I, a chicken salad. They're, so they're local, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I didn't know they were local because they in, they're in Oxford and stuff as well.
1: But they're independent. I think they are they may be independently owned, mm. but yes, they would be considered a, a local sort of fan- franchise over maybe your Subways or your other things uh, like that. So if you're going to make a one at home, though, if, if Prentice is making a sandwich at home, how do you put it together?
3: Um, well, um, you know, you get your regular home ingredients. You just spice it up a little bit. What I like to get is some sourdough bread. I like to put the sourdough. I mean, I don't like to take it to the extreme. I just like to have the best ingredients. So I can break it down by ingredients. Sourdough bread. I like getting that from like Whole Foods. McDade's also has solid sourdough. You can't go wrong with sourdough. Turkey. Whole Foods turkey. Best turkey around. Very good turkey. And then you throw the, 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 uh, pepper jack cheese on there. And then you also add cheddar i got to cut down on my cheese thing so i'm only on one slice now but you do pepper jack and cheddar then you do pickles and then you add a pepper of choice pepperosini you know whatever then um you cook it in the pan put some butter down make sure you get it like restaurant style all hot and like buttered up and then after you do that you put some mustard and tabasco sauce on it so very simple but all those ingredients are like The the Thanos Gauntlet, you know, where he put all the things in his hand and he got all the power.
1: I feel like when you get to a certain point in your career apprentice, where all, all the country artists have bars in Nashville, I feel like you need to start a sandwich shop.
3: <laughs> I, that is that's a big plan <laughs>
1: i don't, um, i can't think of a fun name right off the top of my head but i feel like you'll you'll do that but i feel like that is going to be your niche and i will be your first customer oh uh,
3: please I, I i've been thinking about this for a while um, <laughs> for a
1: while for all 16 years yeah <laughs> All right, Prentice, this has been an absolute uh, pleasure you're welcome back anytime if Thank people you want so to go uh, again on. your instagram is one prentice to find all the tour dates but you're coming up april the 8th at how and mouse yes all righty we well, you um you just keep in touch all right. right thank you all so much all right you guys stick with us we got more for you up next you got the boys from three to six rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things
0: a super talk mississippi media production